Droppe Gaming Droppe Gaming Droppe Gaming Droppe Gaming G'day everyone, welcome to episode 22 of Droppe Gaming. Uh, this is going to be our EB Expo wrap-up episode, so we're going to just talk about all the shit we saw there, and as usual, I'm joined by my brother Lucas. Howdy, how's everybody going? I'm feeling a little bit uh, under the weather, came down with the, um, the con flu, or the nerd flu, whichever you want to call it, um, but I've had an absolute ball over the weekend, so it's uh, it's a small price to pay. It's pretty good, wasn't it? And we're joined by uh, two special guests today. We are joined by Liz and Tash from Save Game Online. Liz, why don't you say hey, hello? Hey, what's up? <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> Sweet. You uh, have a good time at the EB Expo? Oh, I had a ball. I loved it. Probably, hands down, best convention I think I've ever been to. How many conventions have you been to? <laughs> Uh, I go to about four a year. Oh, yeah. You do go to like Supernova and that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. Sweet, sweet. And It, it was different. It was good. <laughs> lots of it was good to have something just based on games, I thought. Mm. Yeah, that's that's what it was, I think. Yeah. Anyway, we don't want to leave Tash in the quiet over here. So, Tash, say hello. Hi, guys. <laughs> I too enjoy very enjoyable. I uh, had a good, good time. I can probably also say it's my favourite convention, but that's also because it's my first convention. So, <laughs> there's many more to come. <laughs> Very easy. <laughs> right, so, um, Save Game Online. Basically, Tash, you are the founder and legend of Save Game Online, yes? Uh, I'm founder. I suppose legend. I'll accept founder, yes. <laughs> Excellent. And Liz, you your position is writer and yes, that yeah. Yeah, and um photographer every now and then when there's pretty things that need to be photographed. And mad Twitterer. Yeah. <laughs> That's not something I'm very proud of. So. I think you're gonna break Twitter one day. The servers will crash. Oh, I've, I think I've come close a couple of times. Um <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so we better move on. We'll, uh, we've got a bit to cover. We've got a few interviews to play for you today. We've got, who have we got? EA, TH, no, we don't have THQ. We didn't record that one. Sorry, guys, all you Saints Row the Third fans out there. Uh, we got EA, 2K Games, Nintendo, Microsoft, um, Ubisoft, Mindscape, and uh, Lucas, who is the seventh? Uh, we would have had Namco Bandai. Namco Bandai. Speaking of them, Final Fantasy Thirteen Two was awesome, but we will play a few interviews here, and then we'll come back and talk about what our favourite things were at EB Expo, so stay tuned. We're here with Ben from 2K. Mate, uh, firstly, I guess, uh, how are you finding the take-up, and, uh, and how many people are you getting in the, in the show? Yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. I think everyone's wondering why, wants to see all the product, um, not just ours, but I think our booth's quite accessible and 
got 16 screens, so wow. eight, eight screens playing the Darkness 2 and uh, eight screens for uh, 2K sports titles. Yep. Major League Baseball 2K11. Yep. Uh, I've also got Top Spin 4 and, of course, NBA 2K12. Which looks awesome, by the way. Yeah. yeah, I mean, how can you top NBA 2K11, but the guys have with <laughs> NBA 2K12. Yep. And now they've expended, uh, extended the Legends mode as well. So um, you've got up to 15 Legends teams that you can unlock. Right. Uh, which is pretty cool, and a lot yeah. more smoother animations that they've incorporated as well. Oh, it sounds good. And, and how about the uh, the Darkness 2? You're getting a lot of line-up there, so uh, obviously that's been a bit of good take-up. Yeah, it's pretty good, actually. I think we're stealing some of uh, Batman's line-up, which is pretty good. So uh, as they're queuing up for Batman, they're also watching and playing the Darkness 2, which is great. But no, uh, it's been four years since the Darkness 1, yep. uh, back in 2007, so we've got a new development studio on board. Um, called Digital Extremes, oh, yeah. and they've gone for a very graphic uh, art style, um, very much in keeping with the comic book series that yep. the game's based on. I still have Paul Jenkins, the writer of The Darkness 2, who's uh, come back to write for us again. Wow. Of course, Mike Patton, uh, lead singer of Faith No More, back yep. to do The Voice of the Darkness. Yep. But my personal favourite is the up-close and personal combat. It's vicious and it's brutal, um, and, you know, it's a lot different the original yeah fantastic no, it's looking amazing and I, I just I wander around and, and the realism that you've got now in your sports games is just amazing it, I mean of course you, you know you say soccer and everyone says FIFA yeah. you say any other sport you guys pretty much got it wrapped up yeah I think we do I think we've really dominated the market with our sports titles um, especially NBA and top Spin four yeah. and major league baseball of course no that sounds good well, we won't keep you too much longer. We really appreciate your time today, so thank you very much. Oh, my pleasure. Thank Lovely. you. Cheers. G'day, guys. We're, we're here with Brad Pigeon from uh, EA. Mate, uh, what do you reckon's been uh, the biggest take-up of the stand? Oh, there's an obvious one. Yeah, quite obvious only in the fact that the line stretched halfway down the uh, actual expo for Battlefield 3. So I'm pretty sure I'll go with Battlefield 3 on that one. <laughs> I, I could have sworn you were going to say FIFA 12. <laughs> no, no, well, FIFA 12's been fantastic, though. On booth, people have been playing it, but as a launch, we've had our biggest week one in the history of the franchise. So we're, over, we're just over the moon about FIFA. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it is playing, amazing. We were playing a game of it upstairs before, and it's just great fun. I beat him 3-1. No, you didn't. That, that never happened. <laughs> that never happened? Oh, uh, who is this guy? <laughs> Jesus. Some random. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, right. But Battlefield's been amazing, right? I mean, I've heard other people at their stands actually you know, having a dig, a bit of a complaint that the line's getting in, in, their, in their way, so yeah. you've got to be happy with that. Yeah, I mean, we don't really want to, you know, impact other stands, but if the people want Battlefield, they're going to line up for Battlefield, and they have. Every day, the line's been fantastic. We had uh, Lars Gustafsson and uh, Daniel Matros from uh, DICE here um, for most of the show, and they've just been over the moon with... Uh, the response, they've taken photos, sent back to the team at DICE, they're really excited. We also won Game of Show um, for EB Expo for the trade part, and so they, they were just ecstatic about that. Of course, as you would be, yeah. And you've got uh, Need for Speed, there's a bit of a, uh, well, we've got five people deep trying to get into that one. So. Yeah, um, Need for Speed um, has had a bit of a slower uptake, but it's getting a real good passion now. The demo comes out this week. Fantastic. Um, so... Uh, 18th globally, but because we're so far on the um, on the time zones, we might just be in the 19th very early in the morning. But right. in any case, we get it at the same time as the world, so uh, it's coming this week. And the reason, other than the reasons, is we're giving away a Sony Xperia Play Phone for the best time. So, and if they can beat my time, which a couple of people have, bastards, uh, <laughs> they uh, will send them the game on launch. So it's been yeah, it's been really great to get people playing it. Fantastic, and uh, and Mass Effect Three, of course. Uh, that's another massive title coming out. We're a few months away on that one, but yep. 
big lines for that too. Yeah, I mean, it's March 8th, um, so it's still a little while away, but the anticipation, I mean, um, I was fortunate enough with my old job at Xbox to work on Mass Effect 1, and then when uh, Bioware got bought by EA, I was like, oh. But now I'm at EA and I'm back working on Mass Effect. I'm absolutely loving that. (laughs) And yeah, the line has been fantastic. Some of the cosplay that people have turned up in is uh, Commander (laughs) Shepard. And there was one fantastic femme chef yesterday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was a really... uh, Both her and her uh, boyfriend came... As Shepard. Shepard. Wow. It's really cool. So, the <laughs> line's been great for that. The feedback's been fantastic, and we're all just salivating, waiting for March 8th. Oh, yes, so. we sure are. I know Matt got a bit of a game yeah, yesterday. Yeah, really um, one thing that was really good this weekend with Pete Moore doing his keynote, that's a bit of a coup for Australia, I guess, you know? Yeah, I, I was so happy to, um, to uh, hear that Peter was coming. I mean, he's He's a legend in the industry, we all know. Sure is. Um, I was fortunate enough to meet him once way back when I was at Microsoft. Um, so to meet, to meet him again, it's just it's just one of those guys. I'm not really one of those people that goes all gushy about people, yeah. but Peter Moore's Peter Moore, and you're just yeah. like, wow. And his presentation, I, I missed it, but it's on film. We're going to post it on our YouTube channel, um, which is uh, EA Games Oz, to look on that on, U- on YouTube. Sure. But um, I heard it was absolutely phenomenal, it and was. he's one of, if not the best presenter in all of gaming. So. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. All right, well, that's been great, mate. Thank you very much for your time. We really appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah, no worries at all. Uh, love the work you guys do, and, um, yeah, just uh, shout out from uh, EA to Drop Air. Lovely. Thank you. No worries. Cheers. G'day, we've got uh, Adam from uh, Microsoft here. How are you? I'm not bad, mate. Yourself? Very well. Yeah, going yeah. very well. Mate, there's a, uh, a good turnout here. Looks like uh, you're attracting a fair few people. Yeah, yeah. Hundreds and hundreds have been through the booth today. It's been amazing. Fantastic. That is good, yeah. What do you reckon has been the biggest take-up of people coming through? Look, uh, Halo Anniversary has been a massive hit. Um, we've had queues for that all day long queuing out all the way down the side of the building. Uh, and then all the Connect games are getting a really good response as well. So Connect Star Wars, Connect Disneyland, and the second iterations of Dance Central and uh, Connect Sports. Yep. I mean, it's quite funny. Families, everyone from families through to the hardcore gamers are kind of getting involved with it all, which is good. Great, yeah. I, don't, I assume Star Wars is playable here. That's it is, yes. It's still uh, unfinished code, but yep. it is playable. You can, uh, you can play a Jedi Knight mission or you can do the pod racing. Yep. So uh, definitely jump on and give us a go. Uh, sure, I sure will. Yeah, uh, that's good. Uh, there's definitely a lot of people around. Uh, are, you, are you trying to move them through or are you just letting them wander? Uh, so they kind of free wander, um, but uh, they can experience everything from Forza 4, Halo Anniversary, the new Kinect games. And we've also got some of the Xbox Live services on show as well. So Fox Cell on Xbox 360, Zoom Video Marketplace, some of the Xbox Live Arcade games. So they're getting a kind of a... It's really the only place a customer can come and see the whole Xbox story. Uh, you know, everything from Connect to core games to Xbox Live. So it's been yeah, great. Right. Yeah. And I've thought it worked pretty well so far myself. So. Yeah, we went to uh, the Ubisoft store before and saw Dance Central and Fitness Evolved and stuff, and it looks, you know, the partnership with Ubisoft and Microsoft is probably pretty happy with that. Definitely. I mean, uh, they're also doing some great stuff with us around hybrid Connect games. So Ghost Recon Future Soldier, for example, you're able to open the gunsmith application and use your voice and your hand gestures to modify your guns and then you can go in and play the game either with Connect or with a controller which is good so fantastic and I see you've got the uh, the special console set up here we do yes so Gears of War 3 limited edition is already out of course I've been winning a few prizes I see there (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and then we've got the Modern Warfare 3 limited edition console 
Comes with two limited edition controllers, copy of the game, exclusive downloadable content. And then coming early next year, we've got the the, uh, the prize pig, I yeah. guess, the Star Wars limited edition console. Yep. Um, with a custom white connect sensor, gold controller. Yep. Uh, also, the console itself is themed around R2-D2, so you hit the on or off button or the eject button, it makes all the other digital noises. Oh, lovely! Lights up blue, just like the actual uh, the actual robot itself. Fantastic! So, this yeah, is very good. cool. Man. All right, Adam, thank you very much, mate. I really appreciate your time. All good. Have a good afternoon. Thank you. Welcome back. We're still here. Obviously, um, we're going to talk about what our favourite things were at the EB Expo. I'd have to say my favourite booth overall would have been the EA booth because it was just ridiculously massive. And Battlefield 3 and Mass Effect 3 and Need for Speed The Run were all fantastic. And they even had FIFA 12 there, which was cool because even though that's out, that game's awesome. So it's good to have a bit of a play of that while you're waiting around to interview people or whatever. True. Um, yeah, Luke, what was your favourite booth? Um, I'd, I'd definitely have to say, hands down, it was EA booth as well. Um, you know, the the amount of stuff that they actually had there was incredible. Um, and the way they actually had the booth set up, I thought was really quite good as well. Um, you know, they made enough room where they needed to for certain things. Mm. And I thought that was pretty good. There was other areas that um, seemed to have, you know, like, fairly decent games that were coming out like uh for instance the um the nintendo stand had zelda um skyward sword but it was in a pokey little um like a stage like a makeshift stage type thing but it was tucked in the back corner of their uh their you know, area and it just wasn't very well set up i didn't particularly like the setup so that was definitely good for ea um and i also liked how ea were a lot more welcoming when you went into their uh, mm. thing, you know, there was people in there that were really happy to see you um, and they were welcoming. And I thought that was awesome. Like a lot of the other places, it was almost like they were so busy, they didn't give a shit. And But EA was 10 times busier, yet still they were very welcoming. So that's a massive part of, uh, you know, servicing the gaming community. And I think yeah. they did an amazing job of it. Yeah, yeah, I think Nintendo did a pretty good job of it too, but... Um... Yeah, like, we, we rocked up to the Nintendo booth and uh, we wanted to talk to their product manager or whatever he was, and uh, he was busy helping... Mm. He was helping a kid get his Wi-Fi on his 3DS connected to the EB Expo's free Wi-Fi, so that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, that was nice, actually, to see that. So, Liz, what was your best, favourite, most awesomest thing there? Hands down, EA. Um, I'm, like, a massive Mass Effect fan, so... um. I pretty much walked in, made a beeline, and almost wet myself in the line. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, everyone there was just really friendly, and um, the lines were really well organized. Like, yeah. um, you didn't have people, like, shoving in, and they were actually keeping an eye on things. Um, I really liked the Razor booth as well. Those guys are pretty cool. Um, yeah, 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 I went in, and they gave me a free tattoo, so I was down with that. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. You're repping Razor. You go and walk, yeah, over, the, walk over the Turtle Beach and... Uh, and uh, what are they called? Plantronics booths, and just go, yeah, razor what? Yeah, I should I should have got it like down the small of my back. I could have had a razor tramp stamp or something. <laughs> Rock that at the beach. <laughs> yeah, wicked. 
I was actually pretty happy I walked past the um the razor stand at one point. Actually I think Matt was lining up to play um Final Fantasy thirteen two. Which was and, the longest um, line of my life and there was only three people in front of me. <laughs> it was, it was like a very a, long demo. It was like a twenty thir- twenty or thirty minute demo, man. And they just yeah. let people play. It was incredible. Yeah. But yeah, I walked past the Razer thing, and I love Razer. I mean, I've got a Razer keyboard, mouse, and like half a meter um, mouse pad. And use but, razors to shave. And Yeah, that's right. It's incredible. <laughs> We're real tight. Um, and <laughs> I always recommend emos cut themselves with razors. It's the best. Um, anyway. <laughs> anyway, um, he as I walked past, he said... Um, he said, oh, I'm just reading out random shirts here. And I walked straight past him and I tapped him on the shoulder and I said, read this one out. And I was wearing my Drop Bear Gaming shirt. And uh, very loudly into the mic, he goes, Drop Bear Gaming, a big plug for uh, Drop Bear Gaming. And I was like, sweet, dude, thanks. So that was pretty cool. No one else would. Yeah, he, he, sang a, he sang a little improv song about Save Game. Um, that was interesting. Nice. <laughs> awesome. That's good when, they, um, when they're a bit outspoken like that. It's good. As no, it, was, it was a fun booth. It was just fun. As there. opposed to THQ, who were like, hey, we have girls in the tiniest bikinis you've ever seen. Come and look yeah. at them. Don't even get me started. Don't get me started. <laughs> uh, Tash, what booth and game were your favourites of the show? I'll round out the three or four, I suppose, and say EA as well. Um, power hitters. They had all the games that they wanted to come to, or most people wanted to see. They were right there when you walked in. I mean, they had prime position. They set yeah. everything up just perfectly, I think. I mean, you could walk in there and there wasn't anybody getting angry because the lines were too long. And they always made sure that they'd let people know, you know, how long it was going to be before they actually got playtime with the games. I just think they really did a really good job. So I quite enjoyed the um, Just Answer crew were there. And there was Just Answer And they oh, had them yeah. set up right near the bar. Um, and had quite a lot of audience participation, which is funny for a sort of a, a game where you're almost dancing and getting into it. But it was fun. It was enjoyable. And they had good songs. I like that too. Yeah, yeah. That was at the uh, the Ubisoft booth. They had, I think they were alternate, were they alternating between Black Eyed Peace Experience and um, Just Dance 3, I think, there in front of the bar. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, we saw, was a Ghostbusters guy was dancing there. I got a photo of two zombies that were dancing. Yeah. The raving rabbit. I've got video of him. That was pretty cool. Having a dance. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, he was he was rocking it. I think um Hex from uh, Good Game tweeted a picture of someone cosplaying as the guy from Minecraft. So <laughs> oh like, yeah, all, I saw that. Dude. Wearing all blocks. It was him and that rabbit guy or a guy in a rabbit suit or in like, I don't even know what it was, like a saber-toothed tiger or something. It was something hectic as. And a dude all in black in, I don't know what his costume was. It might have been, there was a guy cosplaying as Sauron from bloody Lord of the Rings. That was pretty cool. But yeah, Mm -hmm. there's the three of them on stage dancing. It's like, yeah. And we saw Sackboy dancing in the um yeah that was pretty good the, what is it dance star party or whatever at the PlayStation booth mm-hmm. yeah that was pretty good yeah he was busting his ass and the girls well, the were girl like, said to me that he'd done um, four songs back to back at that booth he did four songs back to back and she said oh, I don't know how he's done it I've just done two and I'm absolutely shagged and he's just done four back to back with the full like you know nine foot buddy suit on incredible. <laughs> 
Yeah, there's a few good Sack ones. Sackman has a terrible energy drink addiction. <laughs> Must be. <laughs> he was on Eckies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why do you think he's bouncing off walls all the time? Oh. Down with it. Had his little pacifier. <laughs> Um, yeah, so sweet. So, I mean, obviously EA won the uh, best game of or game of the show for Battlefield 3, and they got, uh, was it best console game as well for Battlefield 3? So yeah. they were pretty stoked. I think that probably helped with their the atmosphere at their booth. But, um, yeah, like you guys said, the Mass Effect 3 line, the guys, I think it was EB Games volunteers that were in charge of the line for that game at least, they were really tight with keeping the line short because obviously they knew if the line got too long it was encroaching on their other games like EA Sports games and whatnot. So they kind of were keeping people moving through, which is nice to see. Yeah. Um, Did you get a chance to play Battlefield 3? Or were you just all over Mass Effect 3, Liz? Oh, I was I was so all over Mass Effect. I was like, what what other games are there here? There aren't other games. This is Mass Effect Con. Um, <laughs> no, I, I saw the line and I kind of just went, nah, it's not happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was our attitude as well. And then on the last day, we were like, hey, you know, we're we're gonna leave anyway. Let's just yeah. see if you'll, you know, let us cut the line, <laughs> just on the off chance. So. <laughs> Yeah, it comes out in like 10 days or something anyway, so that but it looks fantastic. It might get leaked early like uh, Batman. Yeah, Arkham City just today, break broken street release date by like four days or something, three days, ten days. Wasn't it supposed Which to come out? Which is really funny because mm. um, I kept hearing people at the expo go, oh, I bet it's going to break, it's like going to break street day, definitely. I bet it is. It's totally going to do it. I say Saturday and then it did. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what the goal well, is. I had a bit of a chuckle to myself today because I thought, uh, you know, well, I thought today, uh, you know, it's, it's, they had so much security on just so people wouldn't take photos of the game. And then yeah. all of a sudden, and I don't know if that's because it was a six month old build and they, yeah, I know. But, and then all of a sudden the next day it gets leaked. So I had to have a bit of a smile and a chuckle to yeah. myself. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, like you said, it was a six-month-old demo. That's why they weren't letting people film it because, I mean, in the two two-year development cycle for the game, to be, you know, a couple of days at least off release and be showing something that's six months old, they were kind of like it was really unpolished. But yeah, you know, it still got across how awesome the gameplay is, and even with an unpolished copy, the graphics looked fantastic. So I'm pretty they keen did. to get hands-on with that game. Uh, was there any other standout stuff? I know for me, um, Nintendo, the 3DS, it's, I got hands on with one when it, when they released the 3DS and I played, um, Pro Evolution Soccer and Ghost Recon and neither game really stood out for me. And I just thought even the augmented reality stuff was kind of lame and nothing really stood out to me. And then we, uh, hit up the Nintendo booth and had a go at Mario Kart 7 and Super Mario 3D Land on the 3DS. And I've got to say, those two games completely changed my mind on the 3DS because they are fantastic. That good, huh? Yeah, yeah. Like, I thought the 3DS was just a piece of crap. I had no interest in it. And then I was standing there, we were waiting to interview the guy, and there was a 3DS sitting on the table with no one playing it. And I was like, oh, I might as well have a crack. And it was Mario Kart 7, 
and the 3D on it just really makes a difference in seeing where guys are in front of you and when you shoot your little turtle shell. It's the exact same, basically, as every other Mario Kart game, except you can, like, fly and go underwater. The 3D really works very well with it. And as for uh, the 3D Mario, it has sort of, like, depth where you can move. Instead of just going side-scrolling, you can move back and forward. Like um, in Little Big Planet, you kind of can go in depth and stuff. But in 3D as well, which made it pretty awesome. So I know you played it as well, Lucas. What do you think? Uh, I agree, actually, uh, with pretty much everything you said. Then I I played for a while when it first came out, um, actually on on release day, and there wasn't anything that I played which made any difference to me at all. I was, you know, give or take, really. But with with the two games that we played. The um, 3D Land and uh, and Cart Seven, fantastic, really really polished, very very nice, very very smooth, um, and actually um, kind of swinging me towards possibly even picking it up. I think they're really starting to understand their tech, and I really think that they're uh, they're getting behind it now, and and possibly uh, it's a bit of a watch this space, but. Um, you know, they've, they've left it too late, to be honest, because the Vita's not too far away, and I think I'd probably rather save my money for when that comes out. Liz and Tash, you obviously didn't see the PlayStation Vita presentation, but I would imagine you've seen the stuff on the net about it. What are your, what you know, while we're on the subject of handheld, what are your thoughts on the console? Are you keen for it? On or, the Vita? Yeah, do you think it's going to work or die in the arse? Do you think Sony are just going to, are just making empty promises like they did with the PSP, or do you think it's going to be awesome? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm a little bit hesitant. Um, I think it's kind of like, um, I don't know if you've seen that episode of South Park where they're trying to sell those um, toys to the kids, the Pokemon episode, and there's that bike with all those different things, and they can't ride the bike because there's too much stuff going on. And mm. I have a really bad feeling that the Vita's going to end up like that, like a back touchpad would just, I have a bad feeling about that. It's not going to end well. I don't think, but um, I think it'll be interesting to see what it becomes. Um, yeah. 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 Well, they used a um, uh, on the on the presentation they did. They played Little Big Planet. John McLaughlin did a little walkthrough of one level with the camera over the shoulder yeah. while he was playing it, and it had a, like things where there was a door, and to open it, you had to like swipe your finger across the touchscreen on the front across a keyboard to make music and the door would open and then he progressed a little bit further and there was uh, a big gap that he couldn't cross and there was like writing on the wall in blocks and you touch on the back touchpad and as you touch it it shows your fingerprint on the front screen so you can see where it is and you oh, had to okay. yeah you had to like drag across the blocks to make them pop out and then you could touch on the front to push them back again and so that oh, well, that, that's interesting yeah, yeah, just yeah. D- different gameplay elements like that, and things like uh, the gyroscope in it to the, for six-axis six motion sensing. There was a thing where he yeah. had to tilt the unit sideways to make a zip line slide towards him, and then he jumps up and grabs it, tilts the other way to go back. And uh, he walked up to a thing that was like a, a wall of blocks, and you had to tap on the back touchpad to make the blocks come out so you could go up and get up to the next level. And, um, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, it was like a really basic mini puzzle, but using the back and front touchpads. So 
the tech, um, it looks like it works really well. Obviously, you're not going to want to use it in every game, but yeah. we had a chat with a few of the people, um, a few of the other game journalists there, and we were talking to them about it. And Basically, I think the overall thought is we we all want it to work. We all really, really want it to be a success. So, um, Tash, yeah. I'll stop ignoring you. <laughs> what... <laughs> What are your thoughts on the Vita? Are you keen for it, or do you actually do you play oh, yeah. much handheld gaming? Or I had the uh, PSP, um, and I, I mean I didn't mind it, but it just didn't have many games that I liked. Mm. So, and I, I do think that PlayStation's learned from the mistakes that it made with the PSP and the discs and like that. Uh, and I and I'm looking forward to Vita, um, and I'd probably say also that that's down to one game that they've announced, and that's the game in the Uncharted series. Because it's, I had a look at some of the uh, demos and the video from that, and it's just looking absolutely amazing for a game running on a handheld, con- like a handheld portable console. It looks fantastic. It looks fantastic. I agree. Yeah, Golden Abyss. Yeah, it's really good. I and think... the touchscreen that they've added as well, all those little additions. I think that's probably what's going to stand out for the Vita. If they can get that working, um, I think that'll probably one of the things that'll sell it because it's something that's unique and different with the back screen and everything, or the back mm. touch. Well, actually, um, another thing that they showed was the augmented reality stuff. Now, the 3DS has augmented reality with the little card that you'd put down with a little uh, question mark on it, and you could, like, put it on your table and look at your table through the cameras of the 3DS and, you know, have a little mini-game pop up through your table. They were showing off that tech for the Vita, and they were showing off the... um, Obviously, they've got reality fighters where you can scan your own face and put it on a character and have characters fight in whatever. Like, you can be standing at a bus stop and have your two characters fighting on the road in front of you and stuff like that. I think you'll probably be able to find a video for that. I'll see if I can chuck one on the show notes for our listeners, but um, it looks really impressive, so, yeah. Yeah, I, um, I remember I was at a um, at Computer Games Boot Camp. Um, they had a... Um a PlayStation rep come down and do a presentation on Vita, and they showed that off, and it was exciting, really exciting. Um, yeah. But, you know, we've, yeah, we've got to hope that it works. I mean, when they brought out the PSP, they promised heaps of great games with it, and like yeah. Tash just said, that was the downfall of the PSP. It, they didn't come through on that side, so... Yeah. Hopefully there's some big titles that will sort of implement that. Like, I'd love to play Tekken on my couch. Um, I think mm. that'd be interesting. So, yeah, that's some... Some yeah. pretty cool new stuff. Yeah, well, that that reality fighters kind of hope that's what that would be like, but you know, yeah, we're you know you hope that it's not just going to be a proof of concept kind of game where it goes, hey, yeah. you can do this, but the gameplay sucks, dick. So <laughs> this this game looks cool, but I'm not going to play it yeah. for like five <laughs> minutes because it's shit. So um, we might as well move on with other booths while we yeah. we've what have we just talked about PlayStation and EA and Nintendo. Um, who else? THQ had you draw and uh, what was that Disney Universe game? Did any of you guys see that? I saw a little bit of it. Um, I've been reading up on it a little bit actually, and it seems interesting um, mm. to say the least. Um, it, it's a Disney game, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, the THQ yeah. guy said to us that it was kind of like it's a kids game, but they go they've gone more the Pixar route where. It has humour that is attractive to adults as well as kids. So yeah, 
Yeah, that looks like an interesting kids game. Obviously, they had the U-Draw tablets, which I have no idea about and not really interested at all. <laughs> yeah, it's way over my head as well. I just not. <laughs> um, Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City was there. That's Which did look really good. And had a lot of people going into it, funnily enough. It did. Yeah, it actually, I was very, very surprised with, uh, with how good that game actually did look. I, I'm very keen to actually try and get a, a bit of hands-on with it. We didn't really try too much while we were there because there was a lot of other games. But, um, yeah, I'm a bit disappointed because it did look like fun. And there was four screens all set up as uh, multiplayer, I'm pretty sure. So, And the, yeah, the guys there seemed really excited about it. Like, they weren't pushing it to the back. I mean, it was a little bit pushed back in the booth, but they weren't, you know, they weren't shy of talking about it because they seemed really excited about it. And, of course, Saints Row the Third was massively popular, and it was quite funny seeing um, people under 15 getting turned away when their IDs were checked. <laughs> No, you cannot play this game where you bash people with dildos. Sorry. But I thought it was funny. It is. It is a great series. I thought it was funny that they had uh, you know games like um you know, Resident Evil where you you know pop in the heads off zombies and stuff like that. You've got uh, Saints Row where you you know within two minutes in the game you can find a tank and then do just massive destruction through a town or you know, smack someone overhead with dildos. But yet, as soon as you bring up uh, the word Avengers, they just stop talking. They oh, didn't even yeah. bat an eyelid. They just oh, shut up really? and just went... Yeah, yeah. I actually <laughs> forgot about that. I'm glad you reminded me because that was my favourite thing of the whole expo. I know, you know, it's just the, the power of the media being able to ask the tough questions, I guess. <laughs> I, um, we, we were talking to him and, you know, we were, we were there all about making connections with these guys and I thought, I just couldn't hold myself back and I was like, we talked about Saints Row and Resident Evil and I was like, one more question. Um, obviously, the THQ Australia studios were shut down. The Avengers video, gameplay video that was leaked, um, I just want to know that that game has not been scrapped. Uh, I just want to know if it's been moved to another studio because it looks fantastic and I'd hate to see it be cancelled because the Australian games industry is not as well suited to AAA games and the guy just stood there and like just shook his head <laughs> and we're like, so so I guess you can't answer that and he's like shaking his head. He's like, no, no, no comment on that and I'm like, damn it. But he, he kind of made it, We if you read between the lines, it seemed like he was uh, saying... It, I don't think it has been scrapped. I think it's been moved somewhere else. So that's definitely something to look forward to if that's true. Exclusive, you heard it here first on Broadway Gaming. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. God, yeah. I hope it's true. I want it to be so true, so bad. Yeah, that gameplay looked fantastic. Um, We might just uh, skip ahead, try to rush through the rest of it. Um, What else? Namco Bandai, Final Fantasy Thirteen Two looks fantastic. Did you guys get a look at that? Are you fans uh, of Final Fantasy? I did watch some other people play it. Mm. it um, it's pretty. It's very pretty. It um, is very pretty. Yeah. that's. I'm not really a Final Fantasy gamer, but yeah, you can admit when there's a pretty game, and that was one of those games, mm. even if I didn't know what was going on at all. <laughs> yeah. We, um, they, they, we watched the presentation for that, actually, and they showed yeah. all the things that they've added and changed, and it's. it looks like they've really taking on the feedback of people who were complaining about Final Fantasy 13 and all the shortcomings of it. And it looks like 
they've really they've made 13.2 what 13 should have been. So I think that's why they called it 13.2 instead of 14. I honestly do. Yeah. I think they uh, they well, decided well. They did uh, 13. Final Fantasy 10. Final Fantasy 10 was one of the best Final Fantasies, and they followed that up with a sequel of 10.2. And um, true. The, I'd say the reason 13.2 was because they used the same characters, the same world, because usually when there's a new Final Fantasy number, it's a whole new world, all new characters, completely different story and everything. So, um, yeah, but what they've done is, like, made non-linear paths and they're going to have DLC for the first time. They've got a jump button. They've got the opportunity to skip random encounters, which is my favorite fucking thing because I hate... Are you serious? That is... That is brilliant. Yeah, I yeah, might actually so, have to give this one a shot now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you're, when you're running along, if something jumps out, it'll jump out like a random encounter. If there's, there'll be guards roaming around throughout the world, and if there's one nearby you, he'll run up and attack the thing that just random encountered you. If you keep running, the the guard takes the monster's attention away, and if you once you're without, you're outside the range of the monster, it disappears again. So. You can skip random encounters, which is fantastic because that is the most painful friggin' thing in Final Fantasy of all. That time. was shown yeah, in, really in the really town. Really. I wonder if it's like that out uh, in open world, like in uh, in a forest or something, where there's nothing else to take its attention. Um, it'd yeah. be interesting to see during the game how much that is affected. Yeah, well, you would hope that that's in most of the game. <laughs> like, on major Definitely. roads, just have guards and say this is a road that's guarded. But I'm not too sure on the story. I haven't read a lot of about the story of Final Fantasy thirteen too. They yeah, also... didn't they uh, didn't they have a multiplayer called fourteen? Um, that actually, yeah, that's is it. that out? Yeah, that's an yeah, that MMO. was online, wasn't it? Yeah, MMO. I don't know if it's out in Australia yet, but um, yeah, they did. Final Fantasy eleven was also an MMO. Basically, yeah. trying to be a World of Warcraft killer and probably not succeeding, unfortunately. <laughs> well, the fact that uh, you know, we are still around. Yeah. But anyway, so Namco, Namco Bandai also had Dragon Ball Z, um, whatever that was called, and Tekken. Ace Combat was also there. And yeah, Tekken, was it Tekken Hybrid or Tekken Street Fighter or one mm. of them? There's like a million Tekken versus something. <laughs> True. So, uh, yeah, that was them. Bethesda had the Skyrim demonstration with the longest line in the friggin' world apart from Battlefield 3 and all these people, I swear, obviously didn't know that it wasn't a demo. It was just a... Yeah. <laughs> um, so we can skip on that. Although we watched the Skyrim presentation, that was fantastic. The graphics look friggin' ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Microsoft, why not hit up Microsoft? They had Connect Star Wars... And uh, Halo, did you guys play Halo Anniversary Edition or whatever it's called? No, I, di- I know I didn't get a chance to. I don't know about Tash, though. I didn't. I had no idea about anything to do with Halo. I'll come out and admit that. <laughs> I didn't even, like, people kept telling me that Halo was there, and I didn't see it. I swear to God, I didn't see it at all. And we went to the Microsoft booth, like, four times. All I saw was Connect Star Wars and a bunch of other bloody Kinect games. That's probably oh, why you didn't was... see it, because you, you, your eyes were full of tears <laughs> after seeing Star Wars. Yeah, but I don't know. Was Halo on the like against the back wall or something? I have no it idea. Was, it was it literally right at the back of the convention, tucked in like the furthest corner that you could find. Like, yeah, yeah. I only noticed it in passing. It was really difficult to locate. 
which is really disappointing because I was actually looking forward to that. But that's one thing that was pretty interesting about the expo, the fact that uh, Activision with Modern Warfare 3 and Microsoft were right in the back corner, but when you walk straight in the front door, the first thing in front of your face is EA and PlayStation. Yeah. And I don't know if anybody else really noticed this, but uh, apart from those two, or predominantly those two, no one really else there had microphones and were spruiking for people to come and see their stuff. That's like, yeah, it's two people did for Saints Row. Yeah, they oh, were, actually, they were yeah, they did. Yeah, they were too. I saw that a couple of times. Yeah, mm-hmm. but as soon as you walked in the door, you were met by um, you know, Brad Pigeon on streaming. Come on down. We've got all this stuff. All this stuff's playable. You know, come and see everything that we can mm-hmm. do. Um, and then yeah. There was no one else really that uh, you know was as as impacting as that. It just Although wasn't there. U- Ubisoft did a pretty good job of attracting people with dance, like um, just dance, like we mentioned. Yeah, but that that's was because true. it was in everyone's face, and it was entertaining to watch anyway. So, is there any other booths in particular that you guys want to talk about? Or I actually want to have a mention of um, Blue Mouth. They um, they had a little setup. Uh, across from Activision, and they had, um, you know, they make peripherals and stuff like that, and mm. they're actually getting into some more high-end type stuff, and they make um, a couple of, uh, you know, racing seats and things like that, which are just incredible. They had a thousand-dollar racing seat, which is, um, it's actually got uh, a subwoofer and a vibration feedback thing in the seat, under, like on your bum, basically. So. As you're driving, Exciting. it force feeds back. The, yeah, it's incredible. There were speakers in the in uh, in the um, back of the seat as it kind of curved around your head a little bit, and it was set up so that you can pretty much attach any um, any you know combination of uh, of steering wheel and, and pedals that you might have, and um, That's cool. that was awesome. But they did have a a new Deer Hunter game, which is the first Deer Hunter game to be brought to um, the PlayStation with the Move. Now, I thought this was a little bit funny because I've never had any interest, I've never met anybody with any interest in the deer hunting series. Um, I think it's very much an American gun-ho kind of, yeah, we can shoot things on the PlayStation now. Um, but <laughs> the thing that, <laughs> which you never could do before, there's no games that shoot anything. Um, but uh, the thing that got me was they're actually selling it through EB because I actually made sure I asked the guy this. Um, he said, oh, you know, it's going to retail for $69 and it comes with the looks like a, an actual double barrel shotgun where you put your actual your move controllers in it and um, yeah you, you point it at the screen and you, and you shoot the things and he said it was really very in depth the single player um, you know you have to take there's like a you know, hundred deer on a checklist and you have to hunt them all down <laughs> no, you've got to take into consideration your height and trajectory and wind speeds and all that kind of stuff make an actual difference in the game with a um, shotgun well, it's not actually a shotgun when you're using it in this game, but when, like, the actual peripheral is a shotgun. So, yeah, But sweet. it was weird, and I said to him, so $69, is that what you're giving it to EB for, and then they're going to sell it for, like, $150? Um, and he said, no, 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 it'll be 69 bucks in their store. Um, sweet. And I thought, well, that'll be interesting, because another peripheral that actually looks like a gun, and it was, the way it's it was one set one game up, and no other game. That's well, what annoys me, when they bring out peripherals that are for one game. But you can use them for multiple games. That's the mm. thing. Like it, all it is, it's just a move controller. 
So there's no oh, difference yeah, yeah. to any other move controller, and it it holds a hell of a lot better than the other um the other gun that they've made. It's not as big. It's actually easier to get your fingers around all of the buttons. So it might actually be worth picking it up just for the peripheral itself and you know, not so much the game. Anyway, that's enough about that. Um, Plantronics Gamecom also had a pretty good stand with their headphones, showing them off. I'm using a pair right now, and they're awesome. So they're at least they're awesome for Skype calling. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't used them for a game yet, but I've just bought Orcs Must Die on uh, on Steam, and I'm installing StarCraft 2, so hopefully I can get a bit of use out of them for that. Nice. Well, I um I actually noticed when we got there, that, um you know they were one of the only stores or stalls that were in the whole place that were offering any kind of take home that wasn't a poster to the public. Um, they had a competition running where you could actually win a set of the headphones. If you sat down and played their games, or like they had, um, they had uh, Forza Four set up, and you could sit down and have a race. It was and, Forza um, Three. Oh, was it Three? Was it? Yeah, I thought Holy. you could tell by the shitty graphics. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a bit shit, yeah. But anyway, you could sit down and play a game, and if if you won, you could fill out a form. And um, I think every hour the show was on, they were actually giving away a pair, which I thought was pretty good because there wasn't really, you know, most people that went there left empty-handed or they ended up leaving with a couple of flyers and a few posters and that was yeah, it. Yeah, 2K so, had posters and EA had posters and I think that was really it. Yeah, so, I mean, I thought it was good to actually have something. I mean, they, they make fucking good headphones. They really do. Um, and, you know, I'm going to write a uh, review. Matt's going to write a review of the ones he's using. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty stoked with them. So, mm. anyway. All right. Um, yeah, I think... Oh, 2K Games had The Darkness and The Darkness 2, sorry, and NBA 2K 12, which Lucas and I jumped on for about 30 seconds until I got the shits because I didn't know the controls. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> I was like, I don't have time for this. Let's go. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so, I suppose that'll do for the booths. And we'll just take another break, play a few more interviews, and then we'll come back and talk about the presentations and finish up. Yeah, guys, we're here with Jason Evans from uh, Namco Bandai. Um, basically, we're just having a chat about his, uh, his stand he's got going. There's some fantastic games. Mate, uh, what do you reckon's been the biggest take-up so far of the show? Guys, I think it's been a good spread. I mean, everyone's really getting into Dragon Ball, especially the younger gamers, Dragon Ball Ultimate Tenkaichi. Um, that one's out in just about 11 days from now. Um, then we've got Soul Calibur V, which is always popular because you can just jump in and play, and that's been going crazy as well. Um, and finally, also Final Fantasy, absolutely going nuts. Everyone loves their Final Fantasy. We've also got Ace Combat Assault Horizon on the stand, which is available now, though. Yeah, yeah, which is actually a really good game, so go and pick that up if you can. Um, I saw you on, on stage yesterday having a bit of a, uh, a go at Final Fantasy. How did you find the pressure up there? Yeah, I mean, it was pretty good. It's, it's always a bit tough when you, you know, you, you, you're worried what could happen, but um, thankfully... The presentations we've done thus far have been really smooth and really, really had a lot of support from the crowd, which is good. Yeah, it definitely helps. And uh, Final Fantasy, obviously, being a massive name, um, how are you finding uh, you know, the feedback from people who are playing it out there? Really good. I mean, I think with, with 13, the fans, a lot of the hardcore fans especially, sort of felt a bit hard done by it. 
So with 13.2, the developers have really gone back to the drawing board and attempted to fix all the, the issues and the niggling problems and taken a lot of fan feedback on board as well. Um, you can see that in, for example, the Moogles. They're backed by popular demand. So <laughs> little things like that, the linearity of the game and you know, there's twice as much content in the game and the additions to the battle system. Um, I think it's, it's a lot more, much more complete package now and really what 13 should have been, I guess. Yeah, yeah. and having played Final Fantasy 13, you, you can see with the new one, 13.2, that there's just... Not only does it have all the things that 13 should have, but it also seems more accessible to not like people who aren't the hardcore gamers. That's right, yeah. Fans, yeah. That's right, yeah. And it's, it's also a title that you can pick up and play. So I think there are some, I guess, worry among some some of the older Final Fantasy fans that if they haven't finished or played Final Fantasy 13, that they won't be able to get into 13 too. But that's not true. So. I mean, you'll also get a lot more out of it if you have played 13, but um, there's you know, a whole bunch of new characters and it's an all-new storyline, so even people who've never played 13, they have to get a lot out of it, definitely. Fantastic. All right, mate, well, I better let you get back to it, so I really appreciate your time. No drums. Um, so Final Fantasy 13 2 will be out February, early February for Australia and New Zealand, um, as will Soul Calibur 5, and like I said, Dragon Ball will be out in the next couple of weeks. Lovely. Thank you again. No Cheers. G'day guys, we're here with Rebecca Tannis, uh, product manager from Mindscape. Um, just wondering, uh, in your eyes over the weekend, what do you reckon has been the most popular take-up of games? Uh, on our stand, definitely Metal Gear Solid uh, Metal Gear Solid HD Collection, which yep. consists of Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty, Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Eater and Peace Walker. Um, reason being, it's the first time it's on Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3, so definitely a lot of interest there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to the Xbox version of it. It's, I think it's a bit strange to have it on an Xbox, but uh, it should be good. Yeah, it will be. And, you know, we've got Rising coming too, which will be across both platforms. So, yeah, definitely a new market there with Xbox 360 fans. Fantastic. And uh, and Pez, Pez uh, 12, that's out now? Yeah, Pro Vision Soccer came out last Thursday, 13th of October, um, for PlayStation 3, Xbox and PC. Um, it'll be out on PSP, PlayStation 2 and Wii in the coming weeks. Oh, fantastic. And, and I see there's a few people on there at the moment. Has that been taken up most of the weekend as well? Yeah, there's a lot of interest for Pez. Um, it's the first year that it's been completely revamped. It's a lot crisper, a lot smoother game. So, you know, there's... A lot of comparisons being drawn with FIFA, and there's been a few people say that it's actually the better game this year. So Fantastic. Well, that's the feedback out. you want. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and Glee, I actually saw some, some young girls out here yesterday doing a dance. Yeah, they'll be back. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Oh, good. We want to get some photos of that, okay. so that'll be fantastic. Have you uh, have you had anybody having a dance, or is it not actually available? No, you can. Um, you can. It's actually karaoke title. Um, oh, no okay. dance function just yeah. yet. Um, so you can get up and have a bit of a sing if you'd like. Yep. No, I'm not good at singing, but that's okay. Anyway, I won't keep you any longer. Thank you very much. I really appreciate your time. time. Have a good day. Thanks. Cheers. Lovely. So we're here with Mike from uh, Ubisoft at the moment. Mate, what what would you say has been the biggest take-up so far from the uh, the event? Uh, Look, from from our perspective, it's uh, obviously uh, Assassin's Multiplayer has been been massive, uh, you know, Huge queues of people, so yeah, we're really uh, obviously they're really excited about the uh, product coming out in uh, November the fifteenth. Sure. Uh, Just Dance Three on uh, on Connect and Wii has uh, has obviously attracted all the crowds. Yeah, there's big so, crowds uh, out the front watching. Yeah, so, and obviously else? the the four, four player tracking on uh, Just Dance, uh, you know, is a, is a great feature, and yeah. uh, and the Just Create feature as well on Just Dance. So. And then we rounded off with, uh, you know, Black Eyed Peas and, uh, and right. Amber as well. Uh, and then uh, from the platforming side, we've got Rayman Origins. So, you know, it's the first time we've seen Rayman for, 
you know, a number of years now. So, while, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people are excited with that product as well. Oh, so, yeah. you know, all, all hitting the street, you know, around about that November time frame. So. Fantastic. Well, there's definitely a lot of people around here at the moment, so that's good. How are you finding the, um, the Your Shape uh, franchise? How's that yeah, going? Yeah, it's, um, you know, the, the product's really evolved. It's really come on a lot from uh, from the last iteration. So, you know, this uh, this new product coming out next month, it's... Uh, there's a lot more content added. You know, there's a, it's a bigger game. So, uh, you know, I think we're we're adding to the Your Shape experience, and yep. uh, you know, I think yeah, we've got the support of Microsoft again. So, uh, look, it should be a really good Connect title for us again this year. Fantastic, and I guess on that, I mean, a lot of the games are fairly you know Connect based. Um, have you been able to come up with any real major innovations with that tech? Or well, uh, we're uh, funny you mention that actually. Uh, in the uh, classroom, actually, we're showing uh, the. Uh, the gunsmith feature for uh, Ghost Recon Future Soldier. So uh, we demoed that at uh, E3 earlier yep. this year and yep. had a Sword huge rap. So uh, we've just been doing the same here and uh, yeah, everyone's loving it. So uh, yeah, we're looking forward to a March release date for Ghost Recon Future oh, Soldier. Great. Not too far away. Yeah, indeed. So no, it's going very well. Well, mate, I won't keep you too long. Obviously, you've got a lot to do here, yeah, so keep on much, top mate. of everything. Yeah. So I do appreciate your time. No problem. Thank guys. you very much. Yeah, thanks really for dropping good. in. Okay. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Hey guys, we're here with Jamie uh, Wilson from um, Nintendo, product representative. Um, basically, mate, we're just going around asking a few questions to people. What do you reckon's been the biggest take-up of uh, on your games today? Oh well, look, the Nintendo stand's been uh, pretty action-packed. We've got a lot of good stuff. Uh, look, the big one is the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, which of course coming out November 24. You can get it with the limited edition gold bundle, which has the uh, limited edition gold-coloured Wii remote and the music CD. And that's just been uh, obviously really, really popular. It uses the Wii Motion Plus one-to-one. It really changes uh, how Zelda's played. And, and they're really excited for that. Um, of course, the Nintendo 3DS has had a lot of action as well with Mario Kart yeah. 7, which is coming out in December, and also Super Mario 3D Land, which is coming out November 24 as well. Yeah, so. well, we've just actually tried both of those, and they're very, very good. Oh, great, yeah. yeah really, really enjoyed them. So I, I, I would say they probably sell me on the 3DS more than anything else. Yeah, yeah well, look, at everybody loves Mario Kart, and not only now you can fly, you know, you can go underwater, you can fly through the air, they've got new characters coming like Lakitu, Metal Mario, Shy Guy, a couple of new items as well, so it's really going to be a lot of fun. And of course the first Mario Kart in 3D, which is always a bonus. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. 3D yeah. makes a massive difference to yeah. it, it's really good. Yeah, yeah. Cool. and like Super Mario 3D Land, it's sort of a mix of the old and new school, so it's something for everybody with that, and I think everyone's going to really love that too. You seem to be the only stand that's really focusing on 3D at the whole convention. Uh, was that was that a plan, or obviously just with the with the three D stuff at the moment, it's uh, it's going to always be something that you're pushing. That's a fair call, actually. I mean, look, Nintendo three DS is what it's all about for us at the moment. It's a brand new console. Uh, just had the Flame Red release. We've got some fantastic Mario games coming out for it. We've just had Legend of Zelda: uh, Ocarina of Time three D released as well. So. You know, this is this is our uh, big product right now. We're really proud of it, and everyone's really loving it. So um, that's it's pretty simple. That's that's what we got going. Yeah. Fantastic. All right, we won't leave you too much longer. I really appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Enjoy. Thanks. Cheers. <laughs> okay. I hope you guys enjoyed those interviews. Um, we're just gonna do a bit of a wrap-up of the presentations for EB Live that they had going on at the, at the expo. Um, first of all, hmm, what was first? Obviously, we mentioned the Vita, PlayStation Vita demonstration, which had uh, John McLaughlin, the, a producer from Worldwide Studios, Sony's Worldwide Studios, played through 
a level of Little Big Planet, and then they showed off the Reality King's augmented reality stuff. That was pretty cool. Uh, it's all, all obviously stuff I think that's been around on the net for a little while, but it was really cool to see it on the giant screen that they had. Hey, let's not forget before we go too far, the um, the Kawasaki uh, uh, Team Moto or whatever they were doing their tricks at the start, oh, fireworks yeah, yeah. and flames and all kinds of stuff. It was funny they they actually did have some pyrotechnics, not a hell of a lot, but some pyrotechnics, and where the media section was set up, which was kind of to the side of the stage. Um, there was this guy that was sitting kind of two seats down from me, which I swear to God had some crazy amounts of caffeine in his system because every time <laughs> something went off, this dude would jump about a foot and a half. And <laughs> the first time he did it, there was like this, you know, 10, 12 foot bloody plume of fire that went up in the air and it just went woof and made this massive noise. And this dude shit his pants <laughs> and he scared me more than the fire did. And then I was like, oh man, that's embarrassing, whatever. Um, and then every time it happened afterwards, he'd do it again. And I was like, wow, this dude really needs to relax. Yeah, he had two of the um, the biggest Red Bull cans you can get in his. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um. Yeah, that was pretty cool, the motocross and stuff. I kind of just wanted to get in and play games, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, as did everyone, as, as you saw them streaming out afterwards. Mm. So, um, yeah, PlayStation 1, you can see all that kind of stuff on the net. Um, I think that was followed by Namco Bandai. This was Saturday's session. They had um, PlayStation, then Namco Bandai came out, and Jason, the what is he, the product manager... Yeah, PR manager, I think. Yeah. PR manager for Namco Bandai Partners in Australia. He played, uh, he got out there live and played Final Fantasy Thirteen Two, the demo that they had playable. He played through it, and they had uh, one of the developers, one of the key developers for Final Fantasy Thirteen Two, was there talking him through it. So that was really cool to see on the big screen. Uh, to, you know, we mentioned all the upgrades on that. It looks pretty awesome. I'll write up a, a preview for it. Um, that was followed by Bethesda's Skyrim video, which was mind-blowingly awesome. The graphics look fantastic. Uh, if you're obviously not a long, drawn-out RPG fan, you're probably not going to like it, but it's pretty cool to see. It's pretty cool to look at. It's yeah, it was, it was very beautiful, yeah. But it, it is one of those, it is one of those games that, uh, you know, will take... <laughs> 100 plus hours to finish so that kind of you know, rules me out unfortunately because I'll be really interested to have a crack at it but as they said it, it's going to be one of the most in-depth games that the world has ever seen yeah. so if that's you know you're a massive storyline person then you can't go past this game mm-hmm. by the sounds of things it's going to be good um, yeah the, so that was the first live session that was good and then I think it was followed up we went out over the road for lunch and missed Ubisoft's one, but we saw it on Sunday. Ubisoft played, they showed off Assassin's Creed Revelations. Now, Liz and Tash, did you guys, have you guys played the Assassin's Creed series at all? I have, yeah. Yeah? Liz? I'm, I'm not an, I'm, I'm yep. not a big Ass Creed person, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've just never had the time to really get into it. I think I gave it maybe 10 minutes and it just didn't yeah. grab me, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Out of ten minutes, yeah. you did an eight-minute horse ride, and then you're like, "That's done. I'm I'm over this." Oh no, I, I beat up some guards and dived into a thing of hay, and that was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, "No, I've got allergies. This is too much." 
<laughs> so, Tash, have you played... Which ones have you played? I played the first one, which I wasn't too impressed with. Yep, yep. And then I was worried about the second one, which I played, and that was much better. Uh, and I just started getting into Brotherhood. Yeah. Which is also even better than 2, I would say. They seem to be adding new concepts every single time and getting rid of the stuff that people didn't like. So I, I like that they're doing that. Yeah, yeah. Have, did you, have you seen anything about Revelations yet, or you just... I've seen, the, I've seen the big deal that they're putting on with the multiplayer aspect oh, yeah. uh, and also the crafting, yeah, the crafting of weapons and bombs and things like that. I mean, it looks really, really good, but I'm a little bit worried as how they're going to get like a really, really old Ezio doing all these acrobatics and stuff. Yeah. I, I hope it's interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing that because he looks so very old in all of Snake the, the promo stuff that I've seen. What was that? Hey? Snake did it. Snake, Solid Snake. He's old. Yeah. He, he was an old dude. <laughs> he managed. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just the assassin's blood in him. In Ezio makes him awesome. But, um, yeah. He did. He certainly hasn't lost anything because there's that uh, the video where you know he goes up to the top of that um, like there's a, a big castle type thing and he's trying to get to this guy and they put him off this uh, like a um, uh, what do they call it's it a, off the side in, of a pirate ship yeah, yeah board in, in Assassin's Creed when you're up high on a on a thing you you've got the eagles flying around and you can press uh, what do they call it where you get a view of the countryside. And mm. they have these little wooden ledges that come out. They're like sort of like a plank, like you're saying, a plank on it. Yeah, like chip. walk the plank. Yeah, yeah, and they have them on all the buildings. And this one, he climbs up the top of it, and like, or they take him up there, captured, and they go to hang him off it with a noose. And then, yeah, he does a nice little, really quick move where he, you know, ties the noose around the bad guy's neck and throws him over the side and. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, but he falls probably like a good ten stories onto another <laughs> thing of wood, and then just gets up and walks stops away. and walks away. Yeah. It's like, damn, dude, you fucking got some good eighty-year-old legs there. Ezio, Ezio <laughs> doesn't give a shit. No, that's right. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, no, so that was cool. They played. They did. Yeah, that was a playthrough of a demo again. Um of Assassin's Creed Revelations, they showed off all that bomb-making stuff that Tash men- mentioned, which was pretty impressive. And the crowd, there was definitely a lot of crowd-pleasers in there, all the different uh, killing moves that you can do. Then they showed a montage video of the multiplayer. And, uh, she looked hardcore. It looked awesome, because it was just like cut after cut after cut of people getting axed. And then mm-hmm. it like... Literally in some cases. Yeah, and it would be like quick flashes, and then there'd be a, it'd be a, like a little clip of one particular kill and those and then a lot of little ones and one of the big ones was a guy walking up with like a mole with like a, a you know the stick with a big block on the end of it and just nails this chick in the knee and yeah, just that was starts cool. beating her head in that was pretty wicked <laughs> so, that was yeah. cool to see the crowd was like yeah not that it was you know they would have done it if it was a guy as well I suppose getting creamed Maybe, <laughs> but yeah, so that was cool. And then, and then they raised the bar by showing us Black Eyed Peas' experience, which is fantastic. Yeah, and then they did uh, the um, the Ghost Recon thing. Yeah, yeah, the Ghost Recon, the Gunsmith app with um, with Connect. Obviously, Ubisoft have had a 
really good run with the Connect games and with the new Ghost Recon game that's coming out, they've got the hybrid use of the Connect where you go into the gunsmith thing and you can modify your weapon using voice commands and hand movements and you can like break it apart by spreading your hands apart and you can speak to say what section of the gun you want to focus on and stuff like that, which is really cool tech. It's a really good use of the Connect technology, I think. Hmm. But the thing was, I mean, I know, you know, the guy was standing a fair way back from the actual Connect and it was in a massive, massive auditorium and there was lots and lots of people there. So I think the Connect struggled to actually pick up his voice. So it did freak out a few times, but he, he didn't have an American accent. He spoke very clear Australian, I suppose, like just spoke to it and it understood him. So why the fuck doesn't everybody have the ability to do that in their own home at the moment? Yeah, there's no Aussie, what the hell is Aussie going voice on? pick up. Thanks. That Actually, pisses me off. I have a little bit of a lisp, and um, yeah, the connect is just like a no-go. It, yeah, it wouldn't it help at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it sucks. But um, yeah, it was funny. There was a couple of times in the in that demonstration where it sort of had a few issues, but I think you know. Yeah, he was having to yell at it almost. Yeah, yeah. But didn't like it. The, the crowd obviously found that quite amusing. But um, <laughs> that was the, that was that one. Ubisoft was pretty impressive. Um, Actually, before you go ahead, um, that video that they played for that game um, is Creed or oh, no, no, Ghost no, Recon. the um, Ghost Recon. Oh God, is probably by far one of the best videos I've ever seen for a game. Like it's a forty-five second, you know, just quick video. But it is fucking action-packed and amazing. It's only probably what, what would you say, maybe 15 seconds of real-time footage, and they shot like yeah, they it, go it like just, slow mo. Oh, it's incredible. Really, cool. if you haven't seen it, find it on YouTube because it is fucking amazing. Yeah, I don't know what it's called. I'll I'll see if I can find it and put that in the show notes as well because it's fucking insane. Yeah, but um, yeah, um, what oh, am I forgetting? Anything else? I know. Oh, yeah, yeah. THQ had a Saints Row the Third presentation. I didn't get to see it. Um, I, I guess you guys didn't see it either. No, but I can only imagine what it was like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, just yeah, yeah, and the stuff. Booth, babes. I actually would have liked to seen some, have seen some footage of the game, but oh well. Um, and obviously, the grand, best, awesomest one that we've already said we loved was EA. Their presentation yes. uh, on the Saturday daylight session, obviously, they had uh, Pete Moore, the COO of EA, come in and do their keynote, which was quite cool because I don't know if a company of that stature has done a keynote from an. Well, obviously, they haven't done a keynote. No company has done a keynote from an Australian Games Expo because there hasn't been one to do it at. That's right. Yeah. And it was a massive coup for EB that he even came out, I think. Yeah, he was in Sydney for a Battlefield 3 event, same reason that um, Lars, the the lead developer for Battlefield 3, and their, um, what was his name, Daniel Matros or something? Yeah. The Mm -hmm. global community manager for Battlefield, they they were all in, the three of them were in Sydney for a Battlefield 3 event, and that was on during the week, and then they just happened to be obviously, in the country and came up for the EB Expo, which was fantastic to see. Um, what, what were your thoughts on the keynote, Liz, to start with? Um, I'm trying to think of a way to put it without using the word explosions. 
Um, <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, it's pretty much. First thing that comes to mind was explosions, pretty much. Like, um, the sound that, I don't know, like, I want the sound system that they had in there because Battlefield was like shaking the entire yeah. auditorium. Mm. It was amazing. And I actually didn't have a lot of interest in Battlefield before seeing the keynote. Mm. Um, so yeah, it, it definitely worked. You know that kind of sound that they've used in everything that's been leading up to it? It's that, um, that kind of fuzzy but really bassy kind of noise as the Battlefield logo plays. That was fucking amazing. Like The whole place was shaking like a motherfucker. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> they, they turned the EA stuff up like probably three or four times louder than anything else that was played there. I really think that EA must have been backing their EP Expo far beyond anyone else yeah. because they seem to have been leaning, you know, very heavily towards EA. But anyway. Speaking of that, the um the Battlefield three single player demo that they had on like twelve screens, which was I'm pretty sure the most screens for one game out of any of the yeah. booths. They had Turtle Beach headphones, which Every time you shot, you had like a machine gun. Every time you fired a bullet, it was so fucking loud. Like with bass and whatnot, I'm like, oh my god, what are these headphones and why don't I have some? It was like <laughs> ear porn. Yeah, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> why? If every game was like this, I would be like, probably still suck at first person shooters. <laughs> but I'd enjoy it. It'd be fun yeah. to suck at them. But, um,. Yeah, Pete, Pete Moore in general, though, his talk. Um, Tash, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, it's a very interesting talk, actually, because he, he spoke a lot about uh, connectivity and, you know, having games that are connecting from different consoles and, and, you know, on the go and being able to play games outside of the home area, which is basically where it's been sort of focused for the last 10, 15 years or so. And I thought that was just interesting the way that he brought that up, and it was true. I mean, he, he put that uh, little um, slide up that showed where we are now at gaming and said, you know, we've got the Facebook games, we've got the consoles, we've got the handhelds, we've got the um, apps for mobile phones and everything like that. Mm. And, you know, he asked the question about, well, where are we going to be in another 10 years? And I just thought that was something that was very interesting to think about. Yeah, and it's it's good that, well, I mean, it's good for EA that they're going in that direction obviously forward thinking like that um and the way that he put it like you said like he was showing the uh the screenshots of games like the original need for speed from 1994 and then comparing it to need for speed the run and going you know this is the the distances in game development that we've gone in the last you know 20 10 20 years it was a really impressive way to um show it off i think it it's did really look good, though. I really enjoyed his talk. Mm. It's great. It was interesting that you brought that up too, because uh, you know one of the other things that he he discussed around the social media side of things was uh, the Sims social, mm. and it. I don't know about anyone else, but he said it three or four times during that thing. He said, um, you know, sixty six million people have played this within the first week of it being released. It was the first that's, um, month, I think, or two months. Okay, there you go. Yeah. And he's like, that's three times as many people as in Australia. Yeah. And it's like, dude, mm. you said that how yeah. many times? You know, fair enough, you've got a game that's popular, but 
don't fucking belittle us. Huh. You know, yes, we're a little country, but we still fucking spend nearly two billion dollars a year on I your games. I don't think he was. You know? I don't think he, he was belittling at all in the way that he was saying it. I think. Yeah, he might not be. I'm just too patriotic. No, I think you. <laughs> I think you might just be too sensitive, pal. <laughs> it's hard not Maybe. to be sensitive when we pay like what twice as much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the yeah games well, SimSocial's yeah. free. That's why it's got 66 million fucking yeah. players. <laughs> free until you get like addicted. Yeah, and well, it's, yeah, it's that's a, right. I'm pretty sure The Sims is one of the highest selling game series of all time, which is not surprising at all. So the the fact that they got 66 million, you know, is not it's funny. You say that because as we're recording this, I've got it running in the background. Yeah, um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, it's so, yeah. It's interesting because they've actually, I think, they brought out the figures of you know the monthly views and um, players that are playing on Facebook, and they were saying that uh, EA have actually taken a lot of the market share away from the big uh, Farmville, I think it was, that was leading for in Cityville. Mm. Um, like and those the people that that game or those games had seen a loss, whereas EA had seen a gain from people playing so it'll be interesting to see if they uh you know keep moving up the ranks and they'll be number one soon mm. yeah i mean ea are clearly their their product line is generally directed in the casual market i mean he even said you know he mentioned the fact that you know the majority of people there are probably hardcore gamers but just because games are casual games does not mean they're shit games he those were not his words. Mm. Obviously, I don't think he'd drop the s bomb. But it's it's like um someone brought up at um the feminism in gaming thing um that playing like something like sixty hours of Farmville a week is way more hardcore than just being good at like yeah. Battlefield. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, you know, casual, just because, and it it kind of resonated with me because with Drop Bear Gaming, we focus on Aussie developers. A, well, we try to focus as much as we can on the Aussie developers, and that is all, nearly all casual games being developed. Mm. And for a guy like Pete Moore to stand up and go, you know, I mean, obviously EA have just bought PopCap and they've bought Australia's own Firement from Melbourne. And it's mm. like, for him to stand up and go, you know, you guys out there who are saying that casual games are shit, you're wrong. Casual games yeah, are actually yeah. awesome. And... And Anything. he did make that point to say that is the future, yeah. and that's where we're uh, mm. forward thinking. Yeah. And you know that is great for Australia because that's you know you look at the top ten games on the iOS App Store, and like half of them are Aussie made. So, and that's worldwide. Yeah. So stick that in your three times the amount of people in Australia pipe and smoke it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um. So yeah, that was you know Pete Moore showing. That, I just loved his speech. I thought it was fantastic. Um, I walked out of there definitely with a chubby, loving EA more than I did when I walked in. <laughs> Sorry, that was a bit rude, wasn't it? Yeah. No, I, I shouldn't have laughed. <laughs> who cares? Who cares? But yeah, so, so Pete, if you'll just encourage me. Yeah, Pete Moore finished his, and then obviously um, the Dice Guys came out, showed off the battle log for BF3. And what was I thought was funny was when they're saying, you know, it's but the battle log is obviously a stat system where you can go online and check out all your stats for the game. If you're a hardcore fan of Battlefield 3, you can go on and see your leveling up and stuff, all your stats for your friends and whatnot, experience points live as they level up in the game. You can see it on the on the site. Um, so the battle log and 
Yeah, just Battlefield 3 in in, it, in general. They showed a few different uh, clips of it. It just looks bloody ridiculously good. So, yeah, that comes out next week, I think, is it? Or the week after? That's yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, I think it's next next Thursday. Yeah. Something like that. 27. Mm, so, I, you know, I walk, you walk out of that thinking, if this game does not sell like gangbusters, there's something wrong in the world. I think, you know, if if Modern Warfare 3 outsells Battlefield 3 by more than, like, I don't know, anything, <laughs> it just looks Well, ridiculous. based on the lines, there's not a possibility that any other game is going to outsell this anytime soon, to be honest. But, you um, know, Call of Duty's fucking popular, so... Yeah, but, I mean, if if you look at the fact that the lineup was so massive and yet the the beta for the game has only just finished so many people actually got their hands on with this game and I, I don't know what the stats were but I'm sure it's more than a couple of times the Australian population um, but <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hated how he said that anyway yeah, yeah. Um, you know there were so many people that played this game and yet still so many people were lining up for a, quite a long time to play the game they only had six hours to stay at the show anyway, most of them. And some of them were lining up for a good hour before mm. they actually there was you know, like, got their hands on. I heard at one point there was like a two to three hour wait to play Battlefield 3. See, that's insane. And people yeah. were actually lining up for that. You know, on many occasions, Matt and I were walking around, going to find different things and do different stuff. And we had to you know, cut through that line or we were just cut off. Yeah. So, and then the people would kind of look at you funny, like, don't try and steal my spot. I've been here for ages. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. there was, I mean, a, f- a few people did say to me that Modern Warfare 3 was their game of the show, but, you know, I just, yeah, like you said, judging by the numbers there, it was clearly all about EA. So, that's the presentations, the booths. Uh, I just want to, I think we should just probably wrap up and give a few shout outs and uh, say goodbye. Um, is there anyone you want to... You, obviously, Liz and Tash, give a bit of a plug for Save Game Online, or...? Oh, I suppose so, yeah. I mean, if, well, okay, we'll do a plug for the big Battlefield fans because we're running a competition at the moment where uh, it's like, all you have to do is like us on Facebook uh, and you go into the draw to win a Battlefield prize pack of one and two. On the PS3 or the Xbox 360, so that's bad company. Any Battlefield two, yeah. fans, get on that. Very nice. I'll enter that one. <laughs> do it. <laughs> I think I already like you guys, but I'll do it again. <laughs> I'll unlike and then like. <laughs> yeah, send us an email through with your details, and uh, you get get into the draw. So go for it. Mm. Uh, speaking of competitions, if you were at the EB Expo, you should definitely check out our Facebook page the Drop Bear Gaming Facebook page and see if you are in any of the photos that I took and I posted on there. If you are, tag yourself and you get a chance to win a copy of Modern Warfare 3. So, Sweet. There's the competitions out of the way. Um, <laughs> shout out. I want to give a shout out to Biggie and Chris that we met at the casino on Sunday. Uh, they're fans of Drop Bear Gaming and it was good to hang out with them and have a couple of beers and chat some smack it certainly about was games. it was it was fucking awesome to go and sit down and uh, have a bit of a chat about games and just with some like-minded people was very very good yep. so big shout out to both those guys yep and um obviously shout outs to all the other 
people, you know, we ran into the, obviously you, Liz and Tash there, but there was also a bunch of other people, Level 3, D. Yoshi and Jason from, uh, obviously Bradley and, and Jason from Level 3, um, etc., etc., all the other people that we met, Games on Net, uh, we met a few of those guys. Luke, you got any? Uh, yeah, I want to have a bit of a shout out to some of the um, some of the PR sales and devs guys. Um, yeah, they were they were very very welcoming at most of the stands. Most of them were very very happy to talk to us, um, and it was a really good opportunity for us to to get our name out there. Yeah, um, yeah And definitely. I want to say thanks. You know, um, Brad from EA, Sneds from EA, you were both absolutely amazing. And we want to. I want to thank you both for it. Um, Jason, you know, the Jason from Namco Bandai was fantastic. Um, uh, the list does go on, and I'd like to say a shout out to everybody, but uh, I don't have time for it. So yeah, we've, thank we've you kind very of gone much. a bit long on this, but it's been good. Um, thank you for joining us, Liz and Tash. It's been a pleasure. Hells yeah! Thanks, thanks for having us. us. <laughs> And uh, to everyone out there, we hope you enjoyed the show. Hope you enjoyed the interviews, and we will see. Uh, hopefully in a week's time with episode 23. So be sure to jump on the website and uh, read all our EB Expo coverage and leave comments and have a chat with us and let us know if you went what your favourite game was. And yeah, that is it. Fantastic. Bye-bye.